107. I'm going to lift verses 1 through 15. I want you to read all of it when you get home today. Amen. Oh, give thanks to the Lord, for he is good. His mercy endures forever. Let the redeemed of the Lord say so, whom he has redeemed from the hand of the enemy and gathered out of the lands from the east and from the west, from the north and from the south. They wandered in the wilderness in a desolate way. They found no city to dwell in. Hungry and thirsty, their soul fainted in them. Then they cried out to the Lord in their trouble, and he delivered them out of their distress. And he led them forth by the right way that they might go to a city for a dwelling place. Oh, that men would give thanks to the Lord for his goodness and, his, and for his wonderful works to the children of men. For he satisfies the longing soul and fills the hungry soul with goodness. Those who sat in darkness and in the shadow of death bound in affliction and irons because they rebelled against the words of God and despised the counsel of the Most High. Therefore he brought down their heart with labor. They fell down and there was none to help. And they cried out to the Lord in, in their trouble. He saved them out of their distress. He brought them out of darkness and the shadow of death and broke their chains in pieces. Oh, that men would give thanks to the Lord for his goodness and his wonderful works to the children of men. Amen. Let's go back to verse 1 and just read that first clause. Oh, give thanks to the Lord. For he is good. Amen. I want to preach on this Sunday before Thanksgiving as the Holy Spirit shall give me help from the topic reasons to rejoice. Reasons to rejoice. Not a reason, but reasons, plural, to rejoice. Lord, bless your word. Bless me as your vessel and instrument. Anoint me with preaching power. Let the word go forth in such a way that your people might be encouraged, blessed, and strengthened. Let your word draw somebody who doesn't know you into a relationship with you. Let somebody who needs a church home find their way to Watch Chapel. Touch now in Jesus' name. Amen. Reasons to rejoice. For those of us who have been walking with the Lord Jesus Christ for more than a few weeks, a few months, and a few years, we know by now that the Christian life is a paradox. What makes logical, rational sense in the world is not always how God works. If we believe what Isaiah said, Dr. Adela Johnson, his ways are not our ways. 
His thoughts are not our thoughts. And have spent time, Mr. Bennett, parading through the pages of Scripture, then we know by now that the ways of the world are not the ways of our God and his kingdom. While it might work in the world, it is not always consistent with how God works in the kingdom of God. I wish I had a witness on this Sunday morning. The ways of the world are not synonymous and consistent with how God operates, function, functions, and does his business in our lives. In the world, the first are first. But in the kingdom, the last shall be first. In the world, getting is receiving. But in the kingdom, giving is receiving. In the world, we walk by sight. But in the kingdom of God, we walk by faith. Can I preach this word? In the world, we exalt ourselves. But in the kingdom of God, we are exalted when we are humble. In the world, pride, ego, and arrogance is consistent with greatness. But in the kingdom of God, we become great when we serve. In the world, help me preach this church, intellect is king. But in the kingdom of God, we become wise when we are willing to be fools for the cause of Jesus Christ. In the world, the strong are strong. But in the kingdom, we gain strength and become strong when we are willing to be weak. His ways are not our ways. His thoughts are not our thoughts. Just because the world does it a certain way is not the way we do what we do and function in the kingdom of God. I wish I had some help on this Sunday morning. According to this familiar psalm, we once again encounter one of the paradoxical truths of the Judeo-Christian tradition. Out of the crucible, challenging, difficult, hard experiences of life, we encounter the goodness of Almighty God. For those of us who have ever been through a crucible, challenging, difficult, hard experience. We know out of those experiences, we discovered the goodness of Almighty God. And I would dare say without the crucible experiences of life, the goodness of God is a theory. But once you have had your own crucible, challenging, difficult, hard experience in life, 
That is when you and I discovered sure enough that God is a good, great, big, wonderful God. You don't know God is a healer until you've been sick. You don't know God is an encourager until you've been discouraged. You don't know God can keep your mind until you're on the verge of a nervous breakdown. You don't know God can pick you up until you are so low that low is all you see. You don't know that God can fight your battles until you are between the devil and the deep blue sea. It's one thing to have the theory, but it's another thing to have a sure enough testimony to say I was on my deathbed, but God healed me. I was in a psychiatric unit, but God brought me out of the circumstance and situation. I was suicidal, but God gave me a reason to live. I thought yesterday was my last day on earth, but God gave me a new reason to live. I'm talking to somebody on this Sunday before Thanksgiving. 2020 has been a year that you've never seen before. This has been a crucible, challenging, difficult, hard year. But out of the circumstances of this year, you and I have discovered God is a good God. And on this Sunday before we celebrate Thanksgiving, what America and the world deem as Thanksgiving, I challenge everybody in the midst of your difficulty, the challenges of this year, to be reminded that we have reasons to rejoice. Life is hard, but God is good. Life is difficult, but God is good. Life is a challenge, but God is good. This year has thrown you some curveballs, but God is good. You didn't think you would face half of what you've dealt with on January 1st, but God is good. You thought you would be on a college campus right now, but you have not been to a college campus because of a pandemic. You were ready to retire this year, but your 401k has plummeted because of a pandemic. You thought some stuff was going to happen this year that has not happened and may never happen because of what we've been going through, but despite and nonetheless of the circumstances and challenges, we have reasons to rejoice. Come on, help me preach this watch chapel. I'm talking to somebody right now who can't get to the comma of life because you are stuck on the difficulties, the challenges, the crucible experiences of life. But let me remind somebody, despite the challenging circumstances, we have reasons to rejoice. And on this Sunday morning, before we celebrate Thanksgiving, I came by, I've come by Watch Chapel to remind myself and remind everybody that we have reasons to rejoice. This ain't earth, wind, and fire. Y'all ain't talking to me. We got reasons to rejoice. 
And maybe the sin for me, maybe the sin for you, maybe the sin for us is maybe we forget that we have reasons. Maybe we ignore that we have reasons. Or maybe we just take them for granted. Oh, give thanks to the Lord for he is good. Maybe in the midst of everything that God does, maybe we are just guilty of taking God for granted. We ought to give God praise. We ought to worship God. We ought to be appreciative. We ought to be grateful. We ought to be thankful. We ought to rejoice. We ought to count our blessings, name them one by one, see the many things that God has done, God is doing, and by faith what God will do. But maybe our problem in the sin of humanity is that we take the goodness of God for granted. Maybe that's the word we need to hear on this morning. Don't take the goodness of God for granted. Don't take for granted that you woke up this morning. Don't take it for granted that you could put one foot in front of another. Don't take it for granted that there are some people that love you enough to pray for you. Don't take it for granted that you're going to have turkey, stuffing, macaroni and cheese on Thursday and going to have enough leftovers till the next Thursday. Don't take it for granted that the Duke Energy bill is paid. Don't take it for granted that God has kept your mind. Don't take it for granted that you still got a job. Don't take it for granted that you still got retired income. Don't take it for granted that God is good and has shown his goodness in so many ways. Let me remind somebody, we have reasons to rejoice. As we look at this Old Testament Psalm, Psalm 107, Psalm 107 is almost a chronicle and record of the history of Israel. You begin at verse 1 and make your way to the end of this particular psalm. It is a chronicle and record of what God has done in the life of the people of God called Israel. This is not, this is a condensed summary version of how God has kept, provided, protected, directed, delivered and blessed the people of God. And as the psalmist is writing and recording this song, the psalmist begins with the reminder and encouragement that we ought to give thanks to God because God is good. And the psalmist is reminding us and encouraging us that we have not just one reason, but we have reasons to rejoice, be grateful, be appreciative, and thank God. As you look at your life, Watch Chapel, as you look at your life, sister, brother, friend, we have multiple and diverse reasons to rejoice. What has God done? to encourage us to rejoice. I'm, can I preach this? Let me preach this and uh, summarize. If I just want you to read all of it when you get home. 
But if you lift verses 1 through 15, that is the time for our gathering on this Lord's Day morning, uh, the psalmist gives a description of why we ought to rejoice, why we ought to be thankful, why we ought to be grateful, and why and how God has demonstrated his goodness to you and I. Can I preach this thing? We ought to give thanks to God. We ought to rejoice to God. God has demonstrated his goodness towards us by identifying with us. We serve a God who is not indifferent. We serve a God who does not ignore his children. We serve a God who identifies with our predicament. God is not a distant God who has just created humanity in his image and turned his back on humanity. But if you read the pages of this particular psalm or read the language of this psalm, God, our heavenly father, the creator, the sustainer of humanity, identifies with his people. When God's people got in trouble, they cried out to God and God answered. When God's people needed to be disciplined, God disciplined in love. When God's people turned their back, God did something to draw us back to him. Help me preach this on this Sunday morning. And the good news for you and I, Watch Chapel, is that we serve not a distant God, not an apathetic God, not an indifferent God, but a God who loves us so much that God will identify with the plight and predicament of his people. That's what the good news of Jesus is all about. That's what John 3.16 is all about. For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son that whosoever believeth on him should not perish but have everlasting life. I don't know how you feel about it on this Sunday morning. The fact that God identifies with sinful, wretched, trifling me is good news on this Sunday morning. A holy God identifying with unholy humanity is the good news. Y'all ain't talking to me. Come here, Roman. Come here, Paul. Speaking to the church at Rome. Romans 5 verse 8. While we were yet sinners, God loved us. That's the good news right there. While you and I are sinners, God still identifies with what we are going through, how we are feeling, our circumstance, our situation, and our humanity. We got a reason to rejoice because God identifies with us. Not only does God identify with us, God provides us with illumination. Illumination is a sanctified church word. Let me make it plain for you. Illumination is what happens when you and I go into a dark room. Unless you and I stub our toes. Come on, talk to me. We turn on the light. 
so we can see. And illumination is God giving you and I direction so we can arrive at the place God has for us in life. I've lived long enough, Watch Chapel, to know that God will close some doors. God will open doors. God will engineer and orchestrate our daily lives so we might be where God wants us to be, where God wants us to be. You are not an accident of human history. Before you and I were conceived in the wombs of our mothers, God had a plan for our lives. You thought it was just happenstance that you went to North Carolina Central. No, God had a plan. You thought it was happenstance that you would be in Raleigh, North Carolina at this time. No, God has a plan. You thought it was happenstance that you would hear somebody preach and invite you to watch chapel. No, God has a plan. You thought it was just happenstance that somebody saw something in you, put some money in your account. Y'all ain't talking to me. Invested in you, prayed for you. No, God has a plan. And God will provide illumination on our journey so we might arrive at the place God has for us and become who God wants us to be. Think about where you and I would be if we were left to our own devices and I dare say vices. I'm preaching this to the grown and spiritual folk right now if God let me make all of my choices come on talk to me and didn't block some stuff close some doors rearrange some stuff remove some phone numbers out of your head y'all ain't talking to me in here uh, can I preach this to the real folk tell fair if God didn't do some stuff that only God can do providentially, supernaturally, let me just say, my life, I wouldn't be your pastor right now. Amen, somebody. But praise be to God. God will order our steps. God will make us stay straight when we want to stand still. God will make us stand still when we want to go forward. He'll make us turn right when we want to go left. He'll make us turn left when we ought to go right. He'll open doors. Come on, not someone talk to me. Watch chapel that no man can shut and he'll close doors that no man can open. God will order your steps. And somebody ought to thank God and be grateful for illumination because we are where we are because God has directed our path in life. God has identified with us. God has provided us with illumination. But let me run across the field and close out right now. Not only has God identified with us, not only has God given us illumination, but God has blessed us with intervention. If you know anything about the history of Israel, Israel loved God, but then turned their back on God. Israel did right, 
but then they did wrong. Israel was enthusiastic. Then they became lukewarm. Israel was on fire, but then they gave up on God. But what I love about God and the reason we ought to rejoice and the reason we ought to be grateful and thankful to God is that we serve a God who loves us so much that God will never turn his back on us and God will always intervene on our behalf. Do I have anybody on this Sunday morning who can testify? I am where I am because God intervened. I can't testify for anybody in here. Uh, We may have seen it on reality television. You may have had a family member who has had an intervention. They were messing up. They were on drugs. They were addicted to alcohol. And the family came together and performed an intervention for their good. Ain't no shame in having an intervention because those of us who are saved and being sanctified can testify God is intervening every day. Every day God wakes you up, that's an intervention. Every blessing you have is an intervention. Every time you can lift your hands, that's an intervention. Every time you can stomp your feet, that's an intervention. Every time you can see the goodness of God in the land of the living, that's an intervention. How many of us are here because God intervened? How many of us have what we have because God intervened? How many of us ain't in jail because God intervened? How many of us ain't on drugs because God intervened? How many of us got a degree? Because God intervened. Thank God for your intervention. Come here, somebody. I was sinking deep in sin, far from the peaceful shore. Very sinking came within, sinking to rise no more. But the master of the sea heard my despairing cry. And from the waters, from the waters, from the waters, he lifted me. Now say, am I loved? Goodness, grace, mercy, providence lifted me. Thank God, thank God for intervention. Hey, saints, I want you to think of the reasons not the reasons that we're here. I want you to think of the reasons we have to rejoice. (laughs) The reasons. Gas was 189, praise God. Y'all ain't talking to me. Y'all ain't talking to me. You may be zoomed out, but praise God, you got zoomed. You've been holy since March. Y'all again. Some of y'all ain't got that yet. 
You've been strong since March. Somebody, you're not saved. You don't have a church home. We invite you to accept Jesus as your Savior and your Lord. You're saved, but you don't have a church home. We invite you to unite with Watch Chapel. This is the day for you, my sister, my brother. Let me help somebody during this season. This has been a year. This has been a year. This ain't a, this is a, what they call it, a screwball? Thing dip down. And... But during this week, let me help somebody today start writing down everything you're grateful for. It ain't always the big stuff, y'all. There's think about what we take for granted. There's some stuff, especially those of us in America. You know, you got Spectrum, you got Hulu, you got Roku, you got HBO Max, you got, Ch I mean, my gosh. How many ESPNs you got? Three, four, five? Got Red Zone? Think of the stuff we take for granted. Somebody wants our bad days. There's somebody right now who wants your bad day. You want to join Watch Chapel, go to the Contact Us tab, Saints. We look forward to seeing you on next Sunday. May the grace of our Lord and Savior, the love of God, the fellowship of the Holy Spirit, rest, rule, and abide with us until we shall meet again. The people of God said amen. 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 Bless us, choir. Reason to rejoice. Reason to rejoice. Amen. As we go throughout this week, let's leave with this word. Hey, God has been so good to me. God has been so good to me. This is the